Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season six, episode four. It's a big one. Except kind of not really. <laughs> Except just another one as we truckle on. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It is. We took off last week intentionally, even though we've been trying to become weekly, according to Apple Podcasts. We are weekly, goddammit. But we are weekly. First, it was Thanksgiving. Suck Second, it, Apple. There was nothing to talk about. The previous weekend's card sucked. There was nothing Thanksgiving weekend. So... We tried. We, we tried. tried. And here we are. George is going to catch you up on everything you need to know. Alright, so two weeks ago, there was a UFC card. That was the only thing that I think happened that weekend. And people, like, just wrongfully shit all over it. Was it boring? Yes. Were there fights? Fuck yeah. Literally nothing really to talk about that night except that Sean Brady beat our boy Michael Chiesa. Uh, but Chiesa looked great though. So it was kind of like a win-win for those guys. Uh, Chiesa's striking looked freaking really amazing. He's not known as a striking guy. So that's I think he came out looking good in it. He did. That is good. Um, so that was two weeks ago. And it's also like, guys, how greedy can you be? The three weeks before that were insane. Remember how crazy all those I know, are? but I can be a little greedy because why can't they spread the insane fights a little bit more? Because when you have Madison Square Garden, you got to stack it. Okay. That was one out of three weekends. And then the other one was the other thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So last weekend uh, was pretty weird because Triller had this crazy trial triad uh combat circus thing during thanksgiving weekend uh they played the whole thing took place in the baseball stadium where the texas rangers play in texas metallica fucking played live there they had like a full show uh and it was team mma versus team boxers so they were fighting in a super small triangle with mma style gloves fighting dirty boxing rules and i actually wish i saw it because (laughs) it just seems like a freaking crazy entertaining circus and like we've been saying the past couple months with like the jake pauls and all this stuff i'm down for it i'm down for interesting weird fucking circus fights why not okay but how much was it to buy if you did want to watch it it wasn't that expensive it was like it was 20 or 30 bucks pay-per-view okay so all right it wasn't okay. that bad that the real the real barrier thing. to entry was that it was saturday of thanksgiving weekend when we were uh falling asleep by about three forty-five in the afternoon mm, we were not gonna stay up past and that one actually started earlier than the boxing event but that one started at like seven thirty. a lot of people said it, it did say it was fun one thing that was interesting too though is that apparently the tickets there were like super cheap it was like 150 dollars a ticket to be like literally triangle side what do you call it? <laughs> yeah. uh but apparently a lot of people just went because they're like on the Metallica email uh, list and they were like, oh, we could pay like $50 to see Metallica play. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. So true. Um, All right. Tell them about your homeboy, your Greek homeboy. Well, I'm going to get m- more into it. Uh, but there was a lot of boxing last week. Boxing is for boxing had the biggest November in recent history. So it was fucking super awesome. But the zone had an event after I, uh, a few months after I canceled our subscription. <laughs> so we didn't get to watch it, but George Cambosos jr. Uh, defeated Tiafimo Lopez jr. So in the battle of the juniors our junior one, but uh, more on that later. 
Babe, tell them what's coming up this week. All right. We do have the UFC back in action after Thanksgiving weekend, and we have Bellator back in action after Thanksgiving weekend. So it's UFC fight night. We got a couple of people on both the undercard that starts at 7 and the main card that starts at 10. Why is it so late? Ugh. We got Brad Riddell fighting, Clay Guida, who's, I think, only a couple of weeks away from turning 40. Jimmy Crute. 40? I thought he was going to turn 60. I know. Jimmy Crute is fighting. William Knight is fighting. You might remember William Knight because when I listen to him on podcasts, I always think he sounds like Billy, so I have to root for him. Mickey Gall is also on the card. I swear, like, in my mind, Mickey Gall is always losing, and I feel bad for him, but I looked at his record and he's not always losing but he always flip-flops he wins one he loses one he wins one he loses one so he won his last fight let's get two wins in a row pal let's go Mickey Gall we're fans I met him in the parking lot in New York I recall when I was in New York on vacation (laughs) why the fuck I said that like also on the card is Brendan Allen we are rooting for him he's on a four fight win streak in the UFC so we'd like him to keep that going let's go Bellator 272 is at Mohegan Sun we definitely need to go to one of these but not this weekend (laughs) there is legit fucking no one on the card and when you go to Bellator's official site so like you're trying to promote the fight I swear more than half of the fighters don't even have a fucking picture. Know, like, are I you know. serious? And, you know, I, I saw this in the notes, too, and I just wanted to say, too, it's like, dude, the freaking thriller for being a hot mess and doing so many things wrong and spending all this money that they probably don't have, at least they fucking promote the shit out of their fights and it's easy to follow and, like, it makes sense. Bellator's really, man, I don't know if Bellator's gonna fucking make it if they keep doing this shit. I don't know It's either. like low-hanging fruit. Post the fucking times and who's fighting. Yeah. <laughs> and the UFC is just a fight night. The main event for Bellator is the fucking for the belt. It's Sergio Pettis versus, how do you say his first name? Uh, Kyoji Horiguchi. Hor- uh, yeah. Um, like, this is a big deal. You got Sergio Pettis from the UFC. Two of the like, biggest names. Wanted him to be the champion. You got it. And I still don't hear about it. It's just some bullshit. Come on. What's his name? Scott Coker. Get it yeah. together. T- tell tell people what else Hire they can us. watch. Fuck Bellator. All right. So uh, our friends and listeners have said, hey, well, uh, tell us what to watch and to, what to do deep dives and what stuff uh, that's easy to watch. So uh, uh, on YouTube, UFC specifically, their channel on YouTube has just posted uh, a series of fights called uh, Sleeper Hits, which is really cool because it's free and you could go watch them. And it's basically awesome fights that happened this year that weren't like the biggest names, but they were fucking awesome fights and you kind of almost forgot about them. And now that mm-hmm. we're getting to the point in, point in the year and all the fucking MMA podcasts are going to do their year-end recap, which yeah. get ready for that, babe. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to do all that shit. So guys, Santiago Ponzinibbio versus Miguel ba- Baeza. Uh, if you could manage to type that into your search bar <laughs> it's a really good fight and it's only a three-round fight so it's really interesting i watched it the other day and also cheeto vera versus davy grant too cheeto vera you uh you've heard us talk about him a bunch uh we're fans and he fucking looked great and it was a, it was a good fight davy grant put up a good shot um 
So definitely fucking check those out. Both of those are under the Sleeper Hits banner on UFC's YouTube. And then also, um, we're watching it right now, which usually we don't really watch fights when we do podcasts. But this is like kind of cool, although a little bit distracting. One of the fights that got me into MMA again, kind of like right before the switch into the modern era, was when I went to Harp by myself to do some depression drinking. (laughs) And I saw... Jose Aldo versus Chad Mendes 2 live. I think it was in 2014. Um, So that fight was a five-round war for the championship. And you'll see prime Jose Aldo basically at his best in a kickboxing match back and forth with Chad Mendes in his last title defense before the whole craziness happened with Conor McGregor. So it's going to, we'll circle back as they say in fucking corporate bullshit Mm. to all this shit later. But we're going to talk more about Jose Aldo and boxing. Cool. So let's get to the top three then. Top three. Hit him up, babe. All right. George said we would circle back, and here we are. Oh, what a dick. Full circle. Uh, So we told you Jose Aldo is fighting Rob Font this weekend, and George admittedly did the notes this week, and I am so pleased with these notes. These are the kinds of things I want to share with our people. I really tried to make them the way that you would. We need some Aldo appreciation. So most people, kind of myself included, um, kind of define Aldo by that knockout loss to Conor McGregor but really fuck that like that was so not even a a blip in his career of amazingness and I remember George then and still always trying to remind me like Aldo is fucking a legend super legend and he's so young so he's been fighting since 2014 but he's only no, no, 35 no. 2004 i'm 2004. sorry 2004 2004 <laughs> i can't even read i'm i'm distracted by my my appreciation so <laughs> he was 25 and 1 until his loss to connor for sure one of the best runs in history and i i feel so mad even for myself that i let that knockout define Aldo, but it did change him. I mean, he, he, that was like a fucking, that was just destiny. <laughs> that yeah, was a weird right, fucking night. Right, for Irwin. Yeah. Um, so since then, he has only fought street killers and has looked amazing in victory or defeat, except to Max Holloway, who became champ at his expense. And Max Holloway beat the fuck out of him. Like, and he's Max but, Holloway. Yeah. He beats the fuck out of Irwin. Yeah, like, for yeah, real. Yeah. Which shows um, you how good Max is. It does. And I was just looking at Aldo's record. He has beaten people like um, Chito Vera, who we're super pumped on right now. Uh-huh. So um, he lost this- to Peter Jan recently, too. And he, uh, and I rewatched that recently. He did really good. He lost like, He lost eventually because it's Peter Jan's time and he's a young buck. Yeah. But he did really fucking well in that fight, too. So yeah, even- he's not washed up or like out of it all yet not yet we'll see we'll see see. um so the notes say for aldo that he was dirt poor and he would show up to training and coaches would ask him if he ate today or yesterday and then they would buy him food and so hearing any of those like backstories for literally everyone has some sort of backstory but this is like fucking food man in the favelas of brazil and now look at him he's made it into the hall of fame he's a fan favorite and he's still winning. 
Also, I didn't put these in the notes, but isn't he the one that's supposed? I think he has like a burger chain in Brazil. Yeah, right? he has like, a, like he, yeah, he has like four or five burger joints. <laughs> that I want to go to. Fuck going to see him fight. I know because now we're looking at him like, look, he's uh, he's fighting when he was the featherweight goat, right? So he was 145 pounds. After he lost to Connor, and then and then he lost to Max the two times. He went down. He went down to 135, and he's fighting Rob Font at 135 now too. And it's like, look at how much skinnier he is now to where he looks like he looks huge here and he might have been on a little bit of the steroids back then too because I, I don't know I don't TBS. know I don't know TBS a little bit <laughs> look at Chad Mendes too for sure steroids um but he he said one of the things was they were like how could you even get to 135 if 145 is so hard he's like I just know I have to lay off the cheeseburgers ah, <laughs> nice little promo alright number two in the top three we're gonna talk about boxing uh, I, I'm just going with it because it's my fucking podcast and I can fucking do whatever I want I have not been the biggest boxing fan I've been very very casual in boxing and I find out most of my shit through my brother Billy because he is a big boxing fan mm-hmm. well since my fucking knee is fucked up, I've said it before, I watch jujitsu stuff and my knee hurts just from watching it. So I've been watching more and more boxing <laughs> and just serendipitously or whatever you say. Uh, I'm We had like a fucking great month of boxing. It's been insane. So two weeks ago, um, Terrence Crawford beat Sean Porter in a super exciting fight. Sean Porter, we talked about him, that he just seems like a super nice guy, and uh, he's just lost to the best of the best. He lost to Terrence Crawford again, and he retired because he just said, I don't want to be this gate- gatekeeper journeyman. Mm. Um, but he has like, uh, he's also a commentator too in boxing, and he's actually oh, does he great is? commentating. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Just like, good, bro, move on. Like, whatever. You did your thing, you made your money, yeah. you're great. Um, so now Terrence Crawford is fucking insane. He's uh, he hasn't been fighting that much because of all this contract uh, dispute stuff. Which that's why boxing sucks because the UFC you just go in and you just fight for the most part. In boxing, there's all this other stuff that I have no understanding, and mm. I care, <laughs> I care to fucking know all this nonsense stuff. But in boxing, there's all this stuff between who has which belt and what weight class and what uh, who's your promoter and who are you allowed to fight and who you're not allowed yeah, to fight and way too who are confuzzling. freaking mandatory. So it's just crazy, man. I'm really happy that Terrence Crawford got a win and he basically fired his manager or basically said he wasn't gonna sign, resign with his manager during the press conference right in front of his face and and this particular manager his name is Bob Arum who like cock blocks fucking fights all the time so, and he's like 115 years old so he basically told him straight up he's like yeah I need to fight Earl Spence Jr. I've been with Bob Arum for the past whatever fights and he hasn't secured it so why am I going to fucking re-sign with him right in front of the old man's face which well. I, I would have felt bad except for the fact that Bob Arum is don't don't let him fool you. He ain't no weak old man. He's fucking runs shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. So uh, let's see what happens with Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence Jr. We'll talk about it in the future. And then the big, big win that was fucking amazing and celebrated by my people. <laughs> George Cambosos Jr. defeated Tiafimo Lopez Jr. This fight was scheduled nine times and it finally happened. That's ridiculous. All this crazy shit. I don't even want to talk about it. Good, don't. So I'm going to skip over it. Thank you. Um, I was trying to go to the fight because my brother really wanted to go, but I needed to get to get a wheelchair and I couldn't find out if Madison Square Garden was going to give me one. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so we didn't wind up going. 
what I didn't realize until after the fight, because my brother and I have been watching this guy for so long and waiting for this fight to happen and following his Instagram, and he looked so locked in, was that literally after this fight, every single pundit was like, nobody expected this guy to win. And if you expected it, if you say you expected him to win, you're full of shit. And I'm like, no fucking way. Billy Dean was 100% down and be like, this guy's going to win so much. So that Billy fucking put his money where his mouth is. And he won fucking $1,200. This fucking kid. awesome. Isn't that fucking crazy? Which is also crazy. Cause doesn't Billy also like Teofimo cause he's from Brooklyn. Yeah. So it's like tricky. Yeah. Teofimo's gangster, but you know, I guess you got to go with the heritage to some degree, but mm. also Brooklyn's a heritage, you know? <laughs> Tifimo was also just sad and delusional. His dad is like a freaking stage parent and it's his coach. And uh, he was just like, Tifimo was just super concussed after the fight and was like, I won that fight. And he took the fucking mic away from Cambosos who tried to show him a little bit of love because they had mad beef before this fight. He took the mic away and was basically like, I won this fight, whatever. And Tifimo's from New York and fucking the crowd in New York booed him. So it's like, how freaking sad is that? Uh, yeah, you got you your ass kicked and you got booed. At home. So whatever. Now, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens next because now all these other boxing heads that feel like that Cambosos like, did fight the fight of his life, but Tiafimo basically lost the fight of yeah, his life yeah we're all coming out and they're all for all these guys who haven't been fighting like freaking uh ryan garcia who's like the um he's canelo's protege but he's like really known for like his instagram mm. he's like super popular for that shit he like took a break from fighting to work on his mental health but then tweeted immediately like oh i'm down to fight and now like all these guys are coming out of the woodwork who haven't been fighting because they feel like this is their fucking shot to get all the belts from this guy who they think is a scrub but fucking cambosos he, he fights like the tasmanian devil he's a little fucking 135 pound guy he's like, da, 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 da. It's like a fucking i've seen a bunch of his fights at this point and he looks looks like he throws a what i would say that he's getting better that's when a fighter is most dangerous when they're fucking still yeah. getting better and they're on the upwards trajectory and b he just seems like a whirlwind tornado guy so he he just has the strength and he could knock people down and knock people out so that's all right my box that was long-winded you definitely didn't have all that in the notes i'll tell you that much i went i spoke from the heart <laughs> number three is twitter beef what do you want to say about the Twitter beef, babe? You want me to take it over? <laughs> I mean, it's Twitter beef between Ben Askren, who's retired and broken, <laughs> and Jake Paul, who's kind of good in boxing, but fuck him. Nate Diaz, who, according to my sources, only has one fight left on his contract, so it should be with Connor. Like, they they all just think they're so funny. I don't think any of them are funny. <laughs> All right, so Ben Askren said in an interview with Lex Friedman that uh, Jake Paul is kind of good in boxing. Nate Diaz replied, coming from a retired wrestler who can't fight or box, Jake Paul then fucking jumps in and goes, you have six times as many losses as Ben Askren, chill. Then Nate replied back to Jake, he sucks, Jake. You'd get smoked in real fights, though. You can't really fight. Boxing matches with wrestlers only. Let that sit in. Then Ben comes back and replies, Nate is right. I suck at boxing. He sucks at MMA. If he wants me to prove it, I could be back in the USADA pool tomorrow, basically meaning he's going to unretire, and would be happy to be the last fight on his contract. <laughs> ben leaves it off with Masvidal running towards Nate for the fake flying knee, which Nate like kind of 
pulled away from and then he tweeted real men run towards danger cowards run away from danger so i on the other hand found this all very light-hearted and amusing that it was a freaking menage a trois but also <laughs> <laughs> of like kind of twitter beef and also like whatever so babe who wins in mma nate or ben and is nate gonna fight jake paul in boxing if it's Nate Diaz versus Ben Askren? Yeah. Who do you think wins? Nate's going to win. Okay. Nate's definitely going to win. Okay. And is Nate going to fight Jake Paul in boxing? Yeah. Is Nate going to fight his he last might. fight with Ben and then he's going to fight Jake Paul? He might. That he deserves awesome. that money. The Diaz brothers clearly want that money. They think they've never gotten the money they deserve. Why not? I think this will be the moment that I'll also bring it up again, and, and I just need to make the YouTube videos to fucking... Because I was thinking, too, we just... We're, we're the fucking grinders, babe. We just podcast every Did you watch week. the video Paul sent you about how to turn this into something more successful that Sally also mentioned? It, it's it's on my bookmarks. It's on okay. my bookmarks. I'm just afraid of realizing our full potential. <laughs> So eventually that's what's going to happen. I'm going to watch a video right after this and then we're going to break through because I'm just going to the mat and saying it and fucking loud and proud. Jake Paul's going to fight Conor McGregor. It's going to fucking happen. It's going to fucking happen. And then who knows? Jake might even fight Nate Diaz too. Maybe fight at the same time. Yeah. That would be fucking awesome. (laughs) Triple threat match. All right. Do your uh, PTI PTI rundown. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right latest and breaking news i kept the name out it's oh surprise guess you. what i know it's kevin lee was cut from the ufc how do you feel about that uh, i don't know i feel badly for him but i think he could go somewhere else and make some good money yeah. so i'm happy yeah. for him to do that as long as he gets picked up by a place that he's happy and he makes money i'm okay with it this should have been the twitter beef in top three but Hamzat Chemaev, who we said is the guy who's uh the most exciting come uh, up and comer right now in mma basically called out colby covington said you're not even american i'm more fucking american than you meanwhile Hamzat's a russian who lives in sweden but okay he's like i represent america more than you called him out called out brock lesnar and, <laughs> and basically said lock us both in the cage first one to leave uh, uh or whoever could actually leave on his own accord wins so that's fucking scary <laughs> he called out gsp and said basically saying you're never coming back and uh he challenged dc to a wrestling match he's going fucking guns a blazing and i love it all right why are you making that face i still can't for i can't separate him from the other one is on makachev yeah they're totally different i know this <laughs> one's the big guy makachev's the littler guy yeah i know see look i'm learning i mean barely barely but but like 10 pounds that's the one that had a cleft lip yeah got it but it's actually it's actually found out that it's not a cleft lip it's a wrestling accident oh okay because justin gaethje has it too it's very common in wrestling i never really uh, yeah oh that's interesting uh and then this one isn't even for you it's straight up directed for paul uh poland promotion did an mma five on five paul did you see it did you see it on instagram a clip of it it's disgusting it's Paul would love this shit. I know, it's disgusting. Bro, you gotta watch it. It is the dumbest (laughs) shit I have ever seen. And five of the people who are on a team are wearing like a weird masked outfit. Like, (laughs) what is going on? And they're all just swinging. That is not MMA. It looks like a riot. (laughs) That is literally like Thomas and Matthew 
times five. So there's 10 of them running around just clobbering each other. That's all it looked like. And there's one Luca trying to enforce the referee code. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just ridiculous. All right. Anything else you want to tell the people? That's it. All right. We're at 23 minutes. Ha. Huh. All right. This episode was brought to you by Jamie and Giancarlo. Happy one year anniversary. And Mila, welcome to this crazy world. All three. All three. All three.